Long past the hour for quitting labour, amid the smoke-filled haze of the south gate, the after-lodge crew continues to linger in the rubbish of the temple, under the watchful eyes of right-worshipful Grand Censor Bob. Not recognised nor endorsed by any grand or subordinate lodge of regular masons, irregular masons, co-masons, Canadian masons, or internet wannabe masons, they banter on as always. Puffing cigars, drinking stale coffee, making terrible jokes, studying agency law, spreading the intemperance and excesses of digital masonry, and generally disappointing all seven of their podcast subscribers. Do yourself a favor and stop listening now. Only trolls and masochists dare to eavesdrop upon this after-lodge banter. It starts with one I don't know why, it doesn't even matter how hard you try Keep that in mind, I'm designed as trying to explain in due time All I know, time is a valuable thing Watch it fly by as the pendulum swings Watch it count down to the end of the day The clock takes life away, it's so unreal Didn't look out below, watch the time go right out the window Trying to hold on, to didn't even know I wasted it all just to watch you go I kept everything inside and even though I tried Welcome to episode 170 of the After Lodge podcast. We finally made it to the other side of a long and terrible week. It's all Bruce's fault. Uh, yes. He did survive Prime Day, like a champ. Uh, for that later. Um, also, Cartman is back again. I, I think he's just trying to be a long timer. What's, what's that, three weeks in a row, Jeff? Uh, no, I was asleep when you recorded last week's episode, so... Well, we, we didn't record an episode last week, because Bruce fell asleep. On oh, I, 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 got the, uh, I got the email to join, but I, I, I've got it. I woke up at, like, 1.30 in the morning and saw it, so... You're a disappointment to your brothers, and you should admit now. Nick is back. Not doing uh, whatever fancy district stuff he was doing. Uh, later in the show, we're going to talk about what he really was doing, untangling some pink strings. <laughs> and of course, our special guest for the evening is Chris, otherwise known as Bobat. Bobbit. How, Bobat. how do you say that, Chris? Bobat. 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 Uh, I think we've been trying to, to schedule Chris on for a while, but schedules weren't working up. Or No, I'm thinking of Bongo, not Bobat. All right, all of you guys need like more distinct handles. But Chris, welcome to the show. It's always good to put a uh, face with a name. I've got an address book full of anonymous internet handles of Freemasons, and I only know about 10% of them. So thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. And uh, yeah, so back to where we started. Uh, hey, Bruce. Don't. Don't do it. My, my wife wanted me to apologize to you. Uh, for, uh, uh, sir, your wife apologized. I'm, I'm fine with your wife. She apologized to me personally. Me and her are cool. 
You what have happened? been waiting like two weeks to rub this in. I have been. Well, what happened? Prime Day. It was on happened. Prime Day. So oh. that's that's the day where, you know, everybody buys all their Christmas shopping in one day or whatever. And I'm a mailman, so I have to deliver that stuff. Yep. It sucked. <laughs> I'm going to be recording from uh, my apartment next week because I had to sell my house to pay off the Amazon bill that she ran up <laughs> on that Tuesday. You know, it's always crap, but you always you're like, I need a three in one pizza cutter and bottle opener. Yes. For it's like <laughs> it's the it's QVC on the internet is what happened. But it's so cheap people can't not buy it. It's I know. Like, it's it's seventy eight percent off. How do you not buy it? Dude, I've got like four fountain pens and I've only ever used one of them like twice and they've all come from Amazon. <laughs> Because it pops up like Amazon knows, like you think fountain pens are awesome, even though you never use them. Here's this one, right? Um, it, it doesn't know if you use them; it just knows you bought one and you yeah. bought one. Yeah. It, it will never yeah. forget, Harlan. No, I, I can't figure up all of the Amazon junk I've bought, and don't even get me started on my my ebook library. But that's that that's not making fun of you because you don't have to deliver that. So let's talk about the other stuff. Um. <laughs> I've ordered real books on Amazon. Yeah, what I can't figure out is they keep giving me all the crap that I look at, but everything that I order, like books and stuff, they never recommend a new book for me. Nah. No, it's nothing ever anything good. It's just crap that I don't need. Do you, have, hmm. you guys you guys ever go down the Amazon rabbit hole? It's like the YouTube rabbit hole. You know, like if you watch a YouTube video and then it auto-suggests something. Oh, yeah. Next thing you know, it's like three in the morning and you got to work in a couple hours and you're like, what, what the hell just happened in my life? I did that a couple nights ago. Yeah, I, I I have to like stay away from YouTube unless I know that I've got the evening free because it'll just happen. I've done okay. that with Amazon a couple of times where you'll just go down this rabbit hole. Usually in the context of doing my secretarial duties, like I'll need a. Uh, I was looking for a new minute binder, and somehow that turned into like a three-hour Amazon binge on like, ooh, this will be great. And then I had like an eight hundred dollars shopping cart. And then I thought, eh, <laughs> never mind. And then I went to Walmart and bought a binder. So I uh, I got that beat, Harlan. You'll like this. There's a uh, uh, web comic called XKCD. I'm, I'm I love sure that comic. I I've never heard of that, Bruce. What is right. this XKCD? You so of? anyway, what, what, <laughs> is that that comic that Johnny Tables reads all the time? <laughs> I'm gonna have to Google this. <laughs> One of the guys who did it set up a script to uh, buy a random thing on Amazon that costs less than a dollar every day and then send it to him. So the first day was like garbage bags, and the second day was some kind of lubricant, and the third day was like three feet of razor wire, and he was like, okay, I need to stop this immediately before I get put on a list. <laughs> oh. It's good times. So um, it's good to know that Bruce is uh, powering our economy of big box online shopping. You know, I, I, I don't mind the parcels. Any anything that goes through the mail is good. But like, I, I just I wish they wouldn't do it on a week when it's 100 degrees every day and the heat index is like 120. And then I don't know if you know this. There's no air conditioning in the mail trucks, so it's like 150 something in there, and it 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 sucked. Worshipful. But it's done. Can we quit talking about it, please? Yes. But, but yeah. Thank you for your service. Come on. Everybody loves manufactured holidays. Yeah. <laughs> but, just told but, me what that was. But it was 78% off. Don't, uh, don't exactly. care about it our sales. Exactly. 
I mean, I'm not going to say I didn't buy anything on Amazon Prime Day. Do you deliver to your own house? I do not, uh, but I do live uh, in an area that my post office <laughs> delivers to, so I know my carrier. I work like 20 feet away from him. So anything I get, I just walk over to him and get it. Wait, how do you work 20 feet from another guy that delivers packages? No, 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 no. Well, that seems I'm, like a waste of our federal dollars. When I'm at the post office, my mailman works 20 feet away from me. So I just oh, walk over to him every like day. Four houses down. Right. So who delivers his mail? Bruce. I don't, know, I don't know where he lives, Nick. And who delivers that guy's mail? Who it's watches the watchers? All the way down. Delivers the mailman's <laughs> mail. Is there a Santa Claus of mailmen? <laughs> uh, there is. He actually delivers to the lodge. Uh, <laughs> like he's got the the straight up fat jolly white beard thing going on. Oh really? I've never seen our mail. Yeah. So um, okay, we're well, moving on past Prime Day. <laughs> um, <laughs> I also was in the the shit week, if you will, but uh, for much less funny reasons, I uh, finally had to put down my faithful companion. Um, it was I was having a rough time too. That's part of why there was no show. I just didn't have the motivation to do it. Uh, but I'm better now, I think. I didn't think I'd get uh, so worked up over a dog, but turns out I think I I love that dog more than well, people most. <laughs> yeah, how could you not? That was a Rottweiler, man. You know, they're like the best dogs. And uh, anyway, so. Uh, her ashes are in, and we're gonna go spreading them around her favorite places around town. Oh, that's cool. So that's gonna be all right. Our condolences, brother. Appreciate it. Um. Yep. Also, with me, I'm. Uh, um. Was told today that I need to become a offensive security certified professional. I don't even know uh, what that is. It's it's a uh, it's a ethical hacking certification i guess it's the ethical hacking certification which sounds really cool like in, in that industry um it's gonna be some bragging rights uh, but i'm a little concerned that i won't pass the exam so uh it's gonna the, the exam is like a 24 hour period or 48 hour period that you they have this network set up and you get 48 hours to get as far into it as you can and then write an executive report of what you did and your findings. And, uh, it, it sounds really cool. And like Jason Bourne and you know, the matrix and all that, it's really going to be boring as hell. And I'm going to drink a lot of caffeinated beverages and wonder why the hell am I doing this? Harlan is the term white hat still used in that industry. Cause I'm about 15 years behind the times in that regard. Um, so it is, but usually only by, like the journalists or people who are writing about it. Gotcha. So, um, so typically like, inside and they're writing industry. articles for people like me. Yeah. The, the buzzword today is, is ethical hacker. Mm. Um, <laughs> but that's, uh, people still know what white hat means. Um, I mean, there, there's the, one of the largest conferences in the world is called black hat. So, uh, yeah, that term is still a thing. Nice. You know, your anxiety, though, sounds you sound just as nervous as when you were going to take the bar and stuff. I mean, and you did fine uh, there. So Yeah, so this isn't this isn't the bar exam. <laughs> uh, no exam is the bar exam. 
there you go. It's like three days of my life. So yeah, when you put it into perspective like that, I'll be just fine. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so positive. There you go. That's what I needed. So uh, Nick, what's been happening in your world? You run any uh, run any triathlons or? So, I think two weeks ago or three weeks ago, I almost got hit by a car, um, and I had to go down. Right, I had to force myself to crash on the ground so I didn't get ran over by. So you're on a bike. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I've been healing off that. So I haven't been training. So, so. you had all this downtime. And uh, you thought you'd do a, a good deed for for your chapter? Yeah, yeah. So our chapter, <laughs> our chapter was told um, the district deputy grand high priest was like, "Hey, um, come into your chapter, and uh, I'm gonna grade you, and then send it to Grand Lodge." And we were like, "Oh, damn, that sucks." Okay, uh, because the York right the York right chapter I belong to. Um, a lot of the old guys have passed away, so we don't always have nine guys to open. So we don't we're not that anyway. So we went, we practiced opening uh, for him, reception, all the grand honors and all that jazz. And then I said, I have an idea. Let me wash these 50-year-old aprons that we have because it's just nasty. Ugh. How do they even get stained? We're not even allowed to eat with them on. Like, oh, it's not food, brother. Oh, I know it's piss stains. Oh, <laughs> anyway, so uh, I took them home. So gross. <laughs> it's so gross. So I took them home. I was like, baby, don't even worry about it. I got this. District Deputy <laughs> Grand coming. She's like, who the hell is that? I'm like, baby, you don't know. I just need to get these things. <laughs> She's like, all right, make sure you use cold water. I said, baby, I'm going to use warm water because there's a lot of stains oh, in there. You I even got, got a warning and you didn't? Right. Oh. <sighs> Oops. Are you, are you one of those guys who's like somehow made it to adulthood and never done your own laundry? <laughs> no, I do my own laundry. It's always fine, except for aprons. Yeah. So I threw some OxyClean in there. I threw like two or three Tide Pods. You're talking about like 50 aprons. I threw some regular Tide in there. I had some other detergent that we got on sale from Amazon. I just threw everything in there. And then when the dry, when the washing machine stopped, they were very, very, very pink. Well, you also um, committed the, the rookie apron washing sin of not tying the strings up. Yeah, so he was warned about that one too. Yeah, listen, shut up, man. What are you, my damn fiance? Jesus. <laughs> the hell alone. This is the district deputy grand high priest. First time he's visited in years. Anyway, so my so I went, I was out somewhere. So my fiance went on Pinterest and she found some things we could do to try to fix it. Bleach. So she, so she went to Target, got some stuff, bless her heart, came back, and left them there soaking so our pink ape so it's a white apron with a red border right so the concoction she made made it from a white apron with a pink border i made or a red border and i made a white a pink apron with a red border and then it just became a pink apron like it just all the colors just were like they were almost blue lodge aprons just white like but pink 
Anyway, so I felt defeated. I emailed the mom. I, I was like, I'm sorry, guys. I, I failed you. I really tried. I, I don't know. And they're like, you moron, the district deputy grand high priest. Freaking pink. I'm like, sorry, Grandpa, calm down. So we dried them. Then we untangled them. And then I had to iron them because they look like trash. So last night, our district deputy grand high priest is like, huh, what happened? <laughs> I was like, <clears throat> uh, most, most, most First of all, he knows damn well what happened. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's, yeah, done it before. <laughs> We've all done this before. That's why I of you so hard. It's your damn official visit. Why are you giving me grief? We're here to serve you. That's exactly so, why. But it was nice, of course, at the end. I told our chapter that I purchased new ones from some website. They were like 12 aprons for $180 shipped. Like the best deal I could find. Yeah, right? It's a piece of cloth. Not even lambskin. Anyway, hey. so I said, brothers, I'm sorry. I'll pay for it. I took it. Order it. They'll be here next week. I'm so sorry. Lesson learned. And they're like, what'd you learn? I'm like, I ain't never raising my damn hand for nothing. <laughs> so, so, damn right. And then in a really nice way to close it all up, a bunch of brothers stood up at the same time. <clears throat> And they all basically said, uh, I make a motion to reimburse brother or companion, Nicholas, uh, for the cost. And I said, no, guys, that's, that's not necessary. It was my fault. And it was seconded like 600 times. Um, <laughs> Freaking David Riley is secretary. He's trying to write down everybody's names who second it. <laughs> um, and then so they, it passed. So that was really nice. So it was a good way to end it. So it sounds like only the pride was hurt in the end. Yeah. I mean, I got roasted pretty bad in front of the district deputy grand high priest. <laughs> Rightfully so, but. That's yeah. one of those things you're never going to live down, dude. 20 yeah. years from now. Yeah. So listen, that guy. I didn't will be the grand high priest. <laughs> I didn't make Gar Aprons pink, but I did not tie the strings the first time when I was mm. but a lowly fellow craft. <laughs> and it was a time to wash the aprons. So they're just white, so it was easy, right? Lots of bleach, hot water. Lots of bleach. Throw them in the, in the washer. And it ended poorly. Uh, I spent a weekend... I don't remember what I watched. I binge-watched something on Netflix and sat on the couch. Yep. Undid the knots in the aprons. Um, yeah. Fortunately, I wasn't married at the time, so I didn't have my... My wife to come in and be like, "What the hell are you doing?" That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, I feel like you've officially you've officially earned some rank in Freemasonry now that you've had this experience, like the rest of us. Thanks. Uh, so, so my fiance and I are on doing the the tangles or whatever, and. And I was like, oh, let's put on a comedian on Netflix, right? Just like you said, so you could do something. You don't have to watch it. You could do the strings. And she's like, well, I'm actually really enjoying time just sitting with you. Mm. I'm like, oh, fine. So we'll freaking sit here and untangle wires for two hours. <laughs> You're Damn. like, I didn't think this could get any worse. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's freaking 1130. <laughs> 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 it's not too late for you, man. It's not too late. 
so uh i guess that that brings us a rat well no we skipped jeff jeff how's working for tony uh it's pretty good it's it's how's, uh how's his secret mustard stash yeah does he make you, you clean the mustard or is it no, I mean, I, I can't say with any degree of certainty that it's all his, but uh, from what I've heard about him and mustard, I, I wouldn't be too surprised. But there are, uh, I think, it, I think it's four things of mustard in the fridge at, at the break room. So, yeah, that hairy arm potato chip bag mustard thing kind of creeps me out, man. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's it's even worse in person. Mm. Um, I can uh, only imagine. Unfortunately for Jeff, uh, he got a job working for Tony, so he can't tell us about all of the work happenings with Mustard because of NDAs and whatnot. Uh, (laughs) I'll find out one day. Yeah, otherwise, Jeff, you... uh... It's better than my last job, that's for sure. I, I I did that for eight years and I'm kind of done with it. Well, you know, working for the man, working for the man. It's all the man. Sure. So, um, great. Well, it's got to be a little better when the man is Tony, though. No, no. no? <laughs> <laughs> so I've worked with Tony in a professional context on on some other things, and like Tony at work's not really Tony at Lodge. It's, it is, but it isn't. It's, you know, he, he puts his work face on. It's kind of the vibe I got too. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's all business. Whereas, you know, myself, I tend to prefer to be like the same type of asshole in every context. So the me you see at lodge is the me you would see at my office, which might explain why I can't drum up enough business to pay my student loans off. But yeah. I went into the wrong profession, considering how much I hate people. <laughs> uh, so, Somebody's computer is making a noise. What's the noise? Now it's gone. Okay, never mind. Yeah, it's probably Bruce and his um, Not me. neck massager that he uses during the show. Not me. Ew, you use a neck massager during the show? Yeah, it's like no. it's the weirdest thing. It's worse. Like this, it's like this little flashlight looking thing with like a ball on the end and like he turns it on and it, it gets all <laughs> shaky and it's it a yeah. personal massage uh, uh, device and it is not relevant to this show <clears throat> <laughs> to each his own. So <laughs> on the relevance of the conversation, I keep seeing this ad on Facebook to this place that sells replica custom lightsabers. But the picture, I swear to God, looks like a bunch of dildos. Whoa! whoa. How are they, like, do the lightsabers have tips at the end? What's I, I don't understand. No, just like it, when you're casually passing through it, you see several long, semi-phallic-shaped objects. I mean, you know, Facebook ads, you know, they're they're geared towards what you look up. So, yeah. so they're geared towards the Star Wars, but. Sure, Unfortunately, <laughs> whoever designed that picture probably they probably did it for the shock value, you know, get people to stop for a second, and go, wait, did I just see what I thought I saw? <laughs> but still, it apparently worked because here we are discussing it. That is yep, sure. Yep. And I'm so, so Chris, um, yes. 
welcome to the show again. Hey, thanks uh, for why don't me. you tell us uh, a little about yourself and and what makes you a prominent Mason here on the After Lodge podcast and, and what you've been up to and all that fun uh, stuff. That's what we all are, in case you didn't know. Yes, the only reason prominent. I'm prominent is because I can't stop getting on the um, onto the subreddit and um, trying to find out where the hell you guys are all the damn time. I try to come back weekly, and it's just never there. Thank you. You're kind of slacking. Uh huh. Somebody needs to do some editing and get it out there for us. Mm. So you're saying the problem is that the episodes aren't coming up in a timely manner. Oh, absolutely. Oh, that's – Wow. I've been pressing the issue, but nothing's getting resolved, man. Whoa. I love you guys. Don't get me wrong. I found out about the podcast. I don't even remember how when I was in Guam, and then um, I binged on it, and then I'm like a junkie just waiting for a fix. Like, oh, my God, when's Harlan on next? When's Harlan on next? <laughs> so yeah, we that's how I was. Drug then, ever. I found, then I found Nick, and I've been busting his balls. Like, hey, Nick, what, what's going on, mm -hmm. man? You're the only one that answers me. And, um, well... Nick's kind of getting tired of it, I think. Uh, I do so much. Well, yeah. Nick, Nick has recently hit that too. Like, fiasco. There was a Facebook page. and I, mean, I don't other, know what happened to the, the Facebook the, page. The Facebook page was actually run by Jason's wife. It's gone. Oh, it's who, all gone. Who, as you Is can it gone now? imagine, does yeah. not run it anymore. You no, should probably let me do that then. It's not just not run. It's, it's gone. I feel like yeah. he's speaking on behalf of the people. I, I'm I have speaking been... on behalf of the people. The people want more. Uh, we have no more to give, sir. Yeah, yeah. It's I've not gone. I'm... People commenting about these episodes, and they binge, and they're like, "Man, this is awesome. Mm -hmm. We love it." And then mm -hmm. it's just like you you get there, and it's just a case of blue balls. That's Brother, what we I, made I, the subreddit I, for. But like people, I guess, just haven't embraced that like we thought they would. They've, yeah. embraced, they've embraced the IRC, and and we'd love yeah. to give you more. Unfortunately, I'm a bit of a one-shot wonder, so uh, I need some time to recuperate, and you just have to to deal with the blue balls. It's not the 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 Facebook page isn't gone; it's still there. Is it? Because I yeah, can't I'm looking it. right at it. Give anywhere. me a password. I'll I'll work on it. Something. That's I've been asking to do it we for what four months word. now. Screw well, it. Get get a new one. So I'm gonna. Uh, we... I'll just message Jason. Is anybody trying to just you know asking Jason? Uh. I mean, I can. I, yeah. I mean, that's probably the best basis. idea. He has to make you a page admin and then yeah. remove himself. That's it. Yep. Well, Turns out I was never a page admin. And how does that I'm work? also not a admin on the subreddit. So uh, when a, a not-to-be-named co-host of this show lost his credentials yet again, um, <laughs> I couldn't make his new account a moderator because I can't create <laughs> moderators. So, if you can't tell, Chris, um, this whole like podcast production is 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 kind of a farce. We really have no idea what we're doing. That's like, all right. Here we every... all love it. Everybody loves it. Who cares? We say some stuff into a microphone, and then that's, listen. That's I don't care how it works. It works. That's all that I care about. Um, in fact, my favorite comments came from the past grand has been. Um, one of the times he visited us on the show and at the end he talked about, you know, they, they always say that, uh, if you really love sausage, you should never watch it being made. Oh, <laughs> this podcast true. is kind of like that. 
Uh, I love this podcast, and then I watched it being made, and now I'm not so sure. That was... Those were his comments. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, it's not like we drink or do too many drugs on here before we post it. Well, it used to be... I drink when, I, when I'm on here. I mean, I'm just like, speaking for me. Yeah, yeah he's he's um, Nick. He's he's drank one hundred percent of the time he's been on here. There you go. Percent of the time, every time. Hundred so percent of the time. In our grand jurisdiction of uh, somewhere near Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. oh, Pennsylvania, drink alcohol, or Pennsylvania has I've heard it also referred to. Yes, uh, but we're not allowed to drink alcohol. Good Masons don't consume, mm. except literally <laughs> all of us are drinking. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Here's that. We are all bad masons. Fantastic, dude. In in our jurisdiction, it's still illegal for a mason to hold a liquor license. It's not really enforced anymore, but it used to be. Like, if your wife owned a share in a bar, like the Grand Lodge would come after you. Really? It was it. it our relationship with alcohol is is silly to the point of being comical. Okay, so I'm reading a mason's words right now, and. They're constantly talking about how, I mean, throughout the, the lodge meetings and stuff, they had alcohol in the meetings and everything, yes. and it's well documented. Yes. So I'm, I'm not exactly sure why everybody's got such a problem with the drinking. I mean, they're talking about after degrees were done and stuff, I mean, people would stand up and make toasts and yes. do this and do that. And mm -hmm. I mean, it's been a, a prominent part. I mean, there were there have been different brothers that have been brewers, you know, home brewers and stuff like that. Um, I just went to a, a Masonic education thing here in uh, where I'm at in uh, the suburbs here. And, uh, you know, they were talking about, you know, different brothers brewing and stuff. I mean, it was an actual topic, Masonic brewers. Yep. So I don't, I don't get how it, it's I mean, such a, a big issue. It's a very local thing. You're also talking about the same Grand Lodges who was it they make you say the Pledge of United Allegiance yeah. within oh. the lodge. Okay, so I, I actually I'm gonna I'm gonna pick that scab a little bit. So oh. why is the, the Pledge of Allegiance not okay? Because they no, tell you fine. you need to follow the customs of the country that you're in. So when I was on Guam and I fell under the Grand Lodge of the Philippines, we, um, but then Guam is also a territory of the United States. We recognized both of them in Lodge. So we yes. did the Pledge of Allegiance and we also did something for the Philippines because we honored both of the places that we fell under. So I can't say that I, I necessarily have a problem with there being a Pledge of Allegiance because you're kind of honoring the country that you're falling under. And okay, I don't so know about your obligations, but under mine, you know, you're you're supposed to respect those countries and the rules thereof and stuff. So, so I know I'm going to catch some flack for saying this, but the Pledge of Allegiance is nothing but indoctrination. Well, I'm not going to disagree with you. I wasn't going there. I was... Uh... I actually tried the year I was master to make a very subtle change to make this all okay with me. Uh, Would you try to change? I love this story. If we, so I thought in my mind, if we just did the the pledge of allegiance and then open lodge, that would be perfectly okay, right? There's there's nothing wrong with that. We're a civic organization. You say the pledge, and then open lodge. Now, and then you're not before doing, you go on, Harlan. Then how, you're not doing it in open lodge. How many times did you do this? 
at once. Okay. <laughs> um, and then I got some phone calls because they're past masters that pay attention to those things. Um, yeah, it didn't go over well, but I thought no one would notice because, you know, different masters do things kind of in a slightly different order sometimes. And uh, to me, that was how I was going to reconcile the whole issue. Uh, because I, I believe that the the opened lodge space as, as a consecrated or sacred, whatever you want to call it, uh, space that we create through the ritual that we go through when opening, that there's no place for that kind of nationalist sectarian or nationalist or, or anything because our <laughs> lodge, once the lodge is open, that sacred space should be equally at home no matter where it happens to reside on the earth. Separation uh, of no matter, state. Well, kind of. No <laughs> matter where the men who are in there come from, it, it shouldn't matter either. Um, it's supposed to be this unique place in the universe that you can't find anywhere else. And I feel like bringing the stuff from outside, so your obligations and allegiances outside the lodge, inside the lodge, and when I say the lodge here, I mean that, that sacred space we create when we open lodge. I don't think there's a place for it. That's the same reason I'm so, I got so worked up about the, the guns in lodge thing. It's the same reason, right? That that's supposed to be a space that's ritually different from anywhere else in the universe. And that's the only place you can find it. Um, and, and but I, I lose that because as the past masters who were calling me pointed out in our constitution, it calls out that the pledge of allegiance is done in open lodge. Not exactly. before you open, not done during in the opening. opening. Yeah, during the opening would be still not my idea of good, but better. <laughs> um, but our jurisdiction is very adamant that it it's done in fully open tiled lodge. It's it's one of those things that's like a, a it's a peeve that pokes at me, but it's not something I care enough about, right? Because I. I in spite of what you hear about libertarians, etc., I love my country, um, and and so it doesn't it doesn't bother me as bad as other things. So I I don't spend as much time fighting that battle. Um, I got really animated about it when I came back from Texas for the first time, when I was really put off by the whole pledge of allegiance to the uh, state of Texas and how awkward I felt not knowing what to do. Uh, and then I thought, oh, hell, is this how brothers from Canada or the UK or like anywhere else outside the U.S. feel when they come visit us? Listen, Texas is different on just about everything. Right. But that, that out of place feeling about everybody's doing this Pledge of Allegiance to a place that I have no allegiance to. Uh, it, it was it was off putting. I mean, not not enough to make me like leave or not go back. I've been back a lot of times. Uh, but it was just one of those things that it was an uncomfortable feeling that you shouldn't feel in Lodge. And then I thought, well, what about guys from other countries when we're doing the Pledge of Allegiance to the United States? Like, they're they're feeling the same way I am. Like, well, I'm just going to awkwardly stand here and yeah. not participate because, yeah, I'm not pledging allegiance to you guys. Um, that, that Texas thing, is that in their constitution or is that just something the Lodge does? I have no idea. Um, okay. I've seen it every time I've I gone. You would have asked. <laughs> uh, no, well, I didn't want to bring it up because it was just it was just uncomfortable. And Texans kind of scare me when you ask about stuff like that. Right, right. 
because you know <laughs> it's Texas. I mean, this may just be my indoctrination kicking in, but um, I kind of feel like when you go to a place out of country and stuff, and I mean, me being raised in a lodge in a far off land somewhere, um, I mean, I can understand that. I feel like I'm paying homage to to, to that country, you know, and and that's okay because in my country we do it a little bit different, and that's okay. I mean, it's there's a lot of diversity. You learn part of different cultures. I mean, that was part of what I liked about being on Guam. The, the, you know, two and a half, three years that I was there, I got to learn how other people around the world live. You know, I got to experience a completely different culture, many different cultures. And um, I mean, that helped me grow as a person. So in my head, uh, I'm able to accept that because you get, that's kind of a glimpse into their world. You know, that's what they go through. That's, that's part of who right. they are. And, um, you know, I'm, I, I guess I can reconcile that. You know, that's, that's okay. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's not something that I'm willing to go to war over. Unlike some other issues that we've raised on the show in the past, it's just, it's just one of those little annoyances because it's, you're, you're performing a ceremony in that open lodge space our our fraternal space that some men can't participate in. Um, there's nothing else that we, we do in open lodge that somebody sitting in the lodge can't be a participant of save like voting on business, but no one really cares about that. That's not a ceremony. (laughs) So it's, we don't have any other ceremonies that like you're not part of Mm -hmm. even during degree work. When you're sitting on the sidelines, you're still a part of what's going on. Uh, But when you're visiting somewhere else and they do a a pledge of allegiance to a a country or a state that's not yours, like you're in this space where all men are supposed to be meeting on this level, but you can't participate in that ceremony. So you just stand there awkwardly, right? Because you don't want to sit down because that's weird. So you stand. I'd like to say I stand there respectfully and take in a different, you know, country or jurisdictions culture. Yeah, well, that's so, and 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 I get that. I stood up in Texas. I'm sure if I went to another country and did this, you know, it's the respectful thing to do. But I, I view it as somehow different. Like if they were playing, like if I went to the Soviet, not the Soviet Union, that doesn't exist anymore. I went to Russia, <laughs> and um, oh, Bruce, come on, man. Anyway, if I went to Russia, I'm just saying, part dude. of their ceremony. <laughs> Um, part of their ceremony was uh, that they played the national anthem of of Russia. Like you would stand up for that, and and you could take part in that, right? You're playing someone's anthem. That's why it's a big thing in sports because everybody there, whether they're from that state or not, can participate in that because you're you're paying homage to the place where you are. You're you're rendering proper respects mm-hmm. by standing and being respectful during the during their their national anthem. That that somehow seems different than the Pledge of Allegiance, which is a much more active oath of loyalty and fidelity and whatever it may be in a given country. And, and again, it, it's 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 a minor thing, but this show has spent hours on much more minor things in the past. So why not? So so let me ask on that note, because at whatever, like, I don't know, football event, and there's two countries or whatever. They play both anthems. Yeah. So, and if we have multiple religions in the lodge, technically we should have their volume of sacred law and 
the Holy Bible on the altar. So would you feel better if we did, like if we had a guest from, I don't know, the Philippines, we'd play the whatever Philippines. Well, I would feel better if we left the whole nation state thing out of Tiled Lodge to begin with. And then, yeah, ours isn't in Tiled Lodge though. Ours is before. Yes, uh, I do like how the Floidians do it because they have this very respectful thing that they do where the senior deacon like carries the colors out west of the altar. There's a whole big thing before you open lodge. And that's really cool. Before any of the opening stuff. Yeah. It's like the first thing they do when they, they come into the lodge room and it's it's really cool. It's really respectful. It, it's a civic thing to do. And, and I appreciate that. And then they move on to the business of masonry and they leave all of the all of the nation state politics, country divisions, all of that stays it's like screened out. Like you, you, you do the opening ceremony and there's there's just the wall that's built and all that stuff's on the outside. So we paid proper homage to our country and then we had lodge. Um and I'm just one of those people that gets hung up on on little details sometimes, and this is one of those cases where uh, if they did that five minutes later, I would see it as an issue, but because they do it when they do, it's great. It's a cool thing to do. Mm. Uh, one day I'll, uh, I'll get that fixed in our jurisdiction by getting the constitution amended to, to just take that out. And then there shall be a pledge of allegiance during a state of communication or something. So then the master could have the flexibility to to do the same thing that Florida does that I tried to do and was very quickly shot down. Let me ask you a hypothetical question, Harlan. If uh, in in the course of uh, uh, opening, let's say, our lodge, uh, one day this year, uh, the master forgot to do the Pledge of Allegiance, what do you, what do you think would happen? Uh, nothing, as long as no one found out. Um, I mean, I imagine that it would go in the minutes as it happened, because that's just a template part of the minutes. And Somebody always finds out. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, um, I'm sure it's happened before, but all of our minutes say that it was done, and the minutes were approved by the Lodge. So, as far as I'm concerned, that's never happened. But hypothetically speaking... Really? Because uh, I, I don't recall ever hearing that read. Is it? It is. Yeah, there's always some old guy in the back that always catches the mistake in the minutes. I mean, at least where I come yes. from, there's always that guy. Always some dude. Yeah. You're like, where yeah. the heck did you come from? Like, yeah, Worshipful ah, Master, he said we opened at 737. <laughs> it was 740. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, we don't we don't have that issue on the account of our secretary doesn't make mistakes. But mm. uh, oh, is I that right? Except for the part where he's up. never read us doing the pledge of allegiance. I have. <laughs> In fact, the line is um, uh, usually it's uh, lodge was open in due form. That's the Reverend, line. Reverend Josh delivered the invocation prior uh -huh. to the pledge of allegiance. Yeah. Oh, shit, you're right. <laughs> he just read six minutes, seven minutes in our last meeting. <laughs> I did. It was so we bad. We should have this memorized. We were backlogged on minutes. Uh, you, so what? We on you, you all are totally right, and I am wrong here. I'm sorry. I don't understand. How are you guys, how are uh, uh, backlogged from reading minutes? We read minutes every damn time. Well, so we had, so we had fairs. Three months of minutes, Nick, is what Harlan read at the last meeting. 
Yes. I'm pretty sure the first few you read were actually read at our last meeting <laughs> that we were able to sit down, though. I think you reread a couple. No. Because it doesn't seem like we went that long without having minutes read. Well, that's, that's because we had fairs. I know the one between the two fairs, we didn't read any. So at the very earliest, it would have been, no. We, oh. we didn't, because he didn't, I don't, he didn't. Uh, right. Oh, speaking of fairs, Harlan, can I get those numbers? Uh, <laughs> actually, I'm not going to share them on the podcast on the account of... Uh, can we do it on the subreddit? No. So, so uh, our senior warden has declared war on a neighboring lodge. Oh, we don't want them to know how we did. So I can share that personally, but uh, he's going to be master and I don't want his wrath brought upon me. Mm, don't want to ruffle those feathers. But how will they no, not know when it was their event, Harlan? There, there's he, he's like sounding the, the drums of war. Like we're going to have to <laughs> to go do an official visit one evening and there will be oxygen tanks swinging and walkers <laughs> running into each other. It's going to be lots of canes. Oh God. Somebody should like preemptively call the cops. He, he's... <laughs> uh, dude, could you imagine that would read in the papers? Masonic lodges involved in neighborhood brawl. <laughs> Uh, no, that's all we need. Over turf war. So, to be fair, we were in their turf, but you know that that fair we do is is in their turf. But they didn't want to do it. We tried to get them to do it, and they said no. So we ran with it. And now mm -hmm. that it's like this huge thing that does really well for our social club, now they want a part of it. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's it's one of those ordeals. <laughs> Uh, you had your chance, buddy. You missed it. <laughs> we, told them. we told them what it could be. It would just take a lot of work to get it there. And there are lodges that has a lot more money than we do. So they weren't interested in doing that at the time. Oh, sounds um, like the fire department I'm part of. You know? Yeah. Tried to get y'all to join, but, you know, they want to listen to us. We won't go into that, though. Yep. So, um, that's that's the thing, but I did I did put the numbers out to the lodge on Saturday so they could stop harassing me. Um, the the running joke with that 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 Tony was trying to stir everyone up with was, I've been asked since like we had last call on the Saturday night of the fair, like the the guy that does the beer is getting on the stage microphone saying it's last call, and so I'm going to get a drink before they close and I'm being approached by our members asking how we did. And it's, it's like, guys, I can I just have my beer. Like I, I haven't got any money from anybody. I have no idea how we did. <laughs> and then when I did start getting money rolling in, well, bills are also rolling in, right? The guy that you rent the golf carts from and the, the people who work the parking lot got to get paid and the people in the bouncy houses and the people that delivered them and the, the porta pots and the, the field that we rent for people to park in and all of the bands have to be paid and the sound guy. And, and there's just this long list of like all these people who I then have to pay and there's still sponsor money rolling in and there's different vendors money coming in for our cuts of things. And so I usually don't know for, a month or more actually what the final numbers were and people kept asking me. So I blew a gasket one evening 
And I, I mentioned <laughs> that the next person that asks me this is going to get the setting mall. We've got this big setting mall that sits up next to the master's chair. And I, I made that comment, and then Tony just ran with it, and that's all I heard since is... How do we do at the fair? How do we do at the fair? I don't, I don't know if I want to hear his comments. He can't even be here tonight. Mm, where are these people? Oh, I don't know what he's doing he's this on week. Vacation I guess he's this week, isn't he? Yeah, he's on vacation. vacation? That's no excuse. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, he's out uh, doing, I don't know, something more fun than this, I guess. Even though, Man. you know, there's nothing more fun I wanted than to this. sass him after him, uh, him harassing me a little bit on the subreddit. We'll have to uh, get you to come back so you can uh, you can make your peace with the uh, with the grumpy past angry chaplain. Oh. <laughs> uh, what other what other news in the world do we have going on? My dues card is in finally. Sounds like your oh, secretary. Grand Lodge, I guess, just takes forever. How long did it take? Oh, you're come from the Grand Lodge. Yes, yes, I had to. Oh, wow. um, actually, one of the brothers flew out uh, from my lodge, flew out to the Philippines, and picked it up when he was there for me. Ah, yeah, around here, the, the local lodge secretary has to do all that. It's it's great fun. Oh, it must have been nice, because, I mean, don't get me wrong, it, the only problem it's really created was trying to visit other lodges. Thankfully, I had some guys from the IRC that I was talking to. Um, got me into Lodge when I was in Arizona and had a great time there. Made some great connections with people. A couple of the guys I still talk with quite frequently. But, uh, yeah, coming from the, the Grand Lodge, it, it took a little bit, especially when my Lodge is not on the same island as the Grand Lodge. So, got that, got the letter of recommendation, and then uh, proficiency card. It's pretty all right. Everything's coming all together at one time. Good stuff. Well, um, I wanted to to talk about the most pressing news Uh-oh. of this week, which is the natural order of social justice progression has been violated. What does that even mean? I don't know what those words mean. So <laughs> there is a natural order to the way that social justice is it progresses mm-hmm. um, and the, that progression always goes in every case you have the white guys who have their cool white guy thing and then eventually they let in the black guys and then some other minorities but still guys and then at the end there's women so this has happened uh, from the the right to vote in most countries, including the U.S., right? Minority men were allowed to vote before women. Owning property, the presidency of the United States. Um, it sounds the, like you're against this. Can you? Are you? It sounds like you have a problem with that. I mean, I kind of no, do. No. Like, why? Why can't everybody just be equal? I mean, that's my thing. I don't give. Yeah. Give no. A no. I don't. What so, color your skin is, or what genitalia you got? Like, who so cares? What I'm mentioning is that the tree of liberty, if you will, grows in a certain direction every time. So, as we mature as a species, our institutions become more egalitarian, but they become more egalitarian in a certain order. So it's it's always minorities, and then women. Um. For instance, country clubs was a big thing, right? It used to be white men only. Then, then it was minority club. men. 
Harlan goes to country. And then clubs, there's a, there's a few country clubs now <laughs> that, that are admitting women. It's the path that Freemasonry is invariably on. I just hope not in my lifetime with the women part. But I don't right. know. That, I don't think we're going to see that. That so one, we, I really don't think we're going to see. Well, not for a long time. But we we got past the the white guy hurdle, right? And then now now it's all men, all men as it should be. Uh, but the next step in the social justice progression is is women. You you guys see this pattern, right? That I'm talking about. You can see it in television. It it, it happens over and over and over. That that's uh, the pattern. I get what Star you're Trek saying, happens. Harlan. But <laughs> there's certain things that men learn from other men, and I don't think the fraternity is going to let that go. And I sure hope they don't. Because no, I, I hope they don't. I've joined. I mean, it's been a huge help. There's just certain things that I get from another group of men. Correct that I'm not going to get from the other sexes. And then once you let them in, you lose that. And I don't know that the fraternity is going to let that go. I just I, I I don't see not. it happening. Definitely not in my lifetime. And I, I'm happy about that. I, I'm not advocating in any way that we should have girly masons. That That's not where I'm going with this. Where I'm going is to try to establish for you and the listening audience this this natural pattern that if you look at history – as human rights emerge, that's that's the order it flows in, right? Okay. In, in, in almost an, well, in every case, that that's the natural way this stuff flows. Sorry to our female listeners, but women just always end up getting recognized last. I don't know why that is. I'm not saying it's right. That's just the natural order of these things throughout history. Okay. This, so this week, Doctor Who oh. messed up the progression. <laughs> there has not yet been a minority doctor. They're just jumping straight to the woman. And now the universe is out of order. Do you watch you eventually have a woman, right? But you have to you have to get you have to So you're saying it should have been a black doctor first. Right. It should have should have been a minority man first and, and then a woman. That's the uh, order of things. And they, they have jumped out of order and I feel like somehow the laws listen, of time we're progressing and space, as a species, Harlan. I, I I hope so. That's it. Um, that's all. That's the that's the answer. We're progressing as a species. So and the evidence of that is Doctor Who has a female doctor. Cur well, so Doctor listen, Who listen, is a time Nick, lord. Don't right? argue here, okay? This is just we're trying to evolve here. Uh, I, okay. Jeff was mentioning before the show we chatted a little about this, and he talked about the uh, the Star Trek uh, stuff was like that. The Star Trek something or another yes I'm not you had, you had, you had the the captains because this is this is my big issue with the new doctor being a female so yeah i'm seeing a lot of comments like oh, it's about time there was a female lead in a sci-fi show star trek did it 20 years ago but, but they also they followed your natural progression yeah. you had kirk and picard the white guys then you had cisco on deep space nine he was the black guy then you had janeway on voyager the woman 20 yeah. years ago there was a female lead on a sci-fi show 20 years ago that I'm seeing so many people not know that that happened. Apparently it's the way it always goes it, it, universities, right? Law schools. That, that was a thing. There were, there were minority men long before women were allowed to go. Um, it, it, it's, it's always in that order. And I'm afraid that like some natural thing has been circumvented and that something really bad is going to happen to Dr. Who. Nope, he's just progressive. That's it. I hope so. But or maybe maybe 
they'll they'll fix it after like horrible things happen. So they'll they'll do the next season where the doctor goes back in time before he was a woman. And he's a black guy. And then we can go back forward <laughs> to the woman again and everything will be right. I have no restore order to the universe. Nick, am I? No, don't you dare put me in this conversation. <laughs> I'm not. So you are alone in your unintentional racism. I'm not commenting on the correct sexism now. Actually, he's I think in this particular case, now. it's sexism. Yes. Uh, no, well, he's he, he's intentionally sexist. He's yes, unintentionally, unintentionally racist. racist. Oh, okay. But I'm just pointing out, like this is this is, this is the flow. Through every situation where humans have progressed as a species and become more inclusive in in every area, it follows that order, except okay. for Doctor Who. Okay. I get what you're saying. You're saying we should bring back slavery. Yeah, that's that's absolutely what I said. Um, Interesting. I, I and I managed to get through that conversation without using any any phrases like social justice warrior, etc. I used. Social justice as a positive thing in this case. I think that we should be progressing as a species. I don't think it has... I don't know why it has to be in that order. That's just the way it always happens. Until yeah, state. but look at when My you refer to Lodge, being. like that's the way it's always been. Mm-hmm. And where does that get us? Mm-hmm. So maybe it's time we try it, something new. It gets uh-huh. us... A millennium into the future and still mm-hmm. the same organization. I guess it's just the way we've always done things. It is. We're That's why I can say that. that the rituals that I have undergone were the exact same rituals. Not exactly the same. because Yeah, you know, not exactly the same. Changed. Not according to the book I'm reading. But the same rituals that George Washington and company oh, underwent. Stop. Well, you mean George Washington was a brother? I freaking hate I heard that, that. <laughs> yes. I didn't know that. I was so excited. Oh my gosh. If I'm ever Grandmaster, I'm going to expel him. <laughs> <laughs> George I, Washington I, or... George Washington. I can't take credit for that. That was David Riley. He just... We were driving somewhere. Uh, we were hanging out with Chuck Dunning this weekend. You should. Yeah. He was a damn Jesuit. A what? A Jesuit. <laughs> I love your accent. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, you know what we should do? We should we should posthumously expel George Washington. That way nobody could talk about him. Where did I read that at? Was that on the Reddit or something? Yeah, that was on Reddit. Uh, uh, you got a hearty yeah. chuckle out of that one. Good luck with that one. So anyway, I've vented about Doctor Who. I'm actually looking forward to uh, seeing a, a different flavor of the Doctor I just am still in shock that it did not follow the predictable order. So I was on like one of those betting sites, had all my money on the black guy, and I, I lost. That's that's a good thing. That's a good loss. Why is it a good? There, there's no such thing as a good loss. Not when money's involved. What's wrong with you? He's from Guam. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so have you? What's the biggest difference between uh, a lodge in Guam and a lodge that you've visited here? Um, well, I went from the Grand Lodge of the Philippines to the Grand Lodge of Pennsylvania, so everything. So basically, yeah. he went from anywhere 
to the Grand Lodge of Pennsylvania. Yes, yes, <laughs> that's it. exactly it. Like so, okay. On on my stopover, I went from Guam to Arizona, and I knew the ritual from Arizona pretty much. It wasn't it wasn't too far off. Um, and then I got to go to some cornerstone rededication stuff like that, and everything was pretty much the same. It wasn't too far off. I knew what was going on. Then I got to Pennsylvania, and there's more people in seats around the room, and there's stuff going on, and I'm, I'm like, whoa, okay. What, yes. hold, on, hold on. When you say more people in seats around the room, do you mean there are chairs that didn't exist in Guam, or do you just mean there's more people in Lodge? In, in chairs that did not exist in Guam, yes. Okay. Uh, like Persevant, or however you pronounce it, for example. Persuavient? Or, yeah, I have no yeah, idea. That's some Persuavient. Pers- there you go. I'll take any one. the guy that carries the sword. So, I mean, there was more people. Um, Ritual was kind of different. <laughs> Messages from one person to another got passed differently. You know, things like that. So, I mean, it's, it was, it's a different world. Hmm. Huh. Not saying that I dislike it. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm happy to be. I was I I grew up in Pennsylvania. I this is this is where I was raised. You know, so I I can't complain. This is real where where real Masons come from. You know, so easy, easy. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> no, um, that's what you think. No, but um, it's as far as I know. I mean, it's different. That, that's all there is to it. The way that I was raised in Guam is different than people get raised in Pennsylvania. I mean, it's completely different. Is there... Did you go to a lodge in Arizona? I did. I went to two in Arizona. Okay, so let's compare that because I think Arizona is more in line with what the rest of us know. Okay. Um, Arizona, there was very minimal change. Very minimal. Uh, don't give me, um, I fell into the Grand Lodge of the Philippines, so there was some stuff you know, that was a little different, um, understanding people with thick Filipino, you know, thick Filipino accents was a little hard at times, but I mean, that was my biggest complaint, you know, trying to cut through the accent. Um, when I got to Arizona, I knew what was going on. You know, I could stand in lodge and I could answer questions. I could take part in a degree. I knew the words. I knew what was going on. Cool. But I mean, Pennsylvania is different. I mean, not in a not in a bad way. I'm looking forward to being a Mason here. Don't get me wrong. Don't don't get swallowed up into the Pennsylvania way of doing things, though. <laughs> Just adopt the winning home. Do what you got to do. But remember that the rest of us Masons, we do it right. You know what? I I actually love traveling. I love going to different places and seeing how every place does it differently. Wrong. There's always a little something different in each lodge, and I love that. I'm, I'm happy that – I mean, I was raised in January, so, I mean, you do the math. It hasn't been very long that I've been a Master Mason, and I've traveled quite a bit. I've, You know, my Masonic passport has, you know, some stamps in it and stuff, and it's, it's really nice to go out and be accepted amongst the brethren in other lodges and to see the little differences and to be able to relate – what I can from where I was raised and also compare the differences. It's, it's actually really nice. Um, You've clearly never been to Ohio. Not yet. Nope. Okay. (laughs) Don't go. 
<laughs> I bought a truck in Ohio once. How'd that work out for sweeping, you? But that was about it. I don't know that I'd go back. It's prudent. Prudent advice. <laughs> there seems to be an argument in the... Well, uh, it's my understanding that Ohio doesn't want to use Narcan for heroin addicts and that there's meth problems. So I don't think oh, I'd be going okay. back to Ohio anyway. So, But that's a whole different fish to fry right there. Wasn't that just like one city councilman that suggested that or something like that? Um, no, the, the lead sheriff, the, 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 the high guy, says that none of their troopers or whatever, you know, their, their subordinates can carry Narcan in their vehicles. So, Yeah, I mean, let's that's, not that's carry a life-saving drug to help people with a terrible disease not die. Awesome. Um, Harlan, the thing that you have to take into consideration with this is the effects that it has on the innocent people, especially the first responders. I mean, you're getting guys that are having PTSD from responding to the same person day after day after day after day. And they just don't care. Their life doesn't matter to them anymore because they're so far into drug addiction that they just don't care. Yes. That they're okay with dying. And, and, and they I've take long, that risk every day. I've long been an advocate of treating drug addicts as patients instead of prisoners. I agree. As criminals. I wholeheartedly agree with and you. So when somebody's in that situation, I think the onus on us as society is to get them help, whether they want it or not. That's what we have involuntary commitments for. Harlan, I'm going to tell you from my past experience years ago as a drug addict, you know, before I cleaned up and did everything that I do now, sometimes people just don't want help and you can't help them until they're ready to be helped. And that's the sad part because while I can bring people back to life with this miracle drug, not everybody wants it because some people just don't care. Life gets that bad and they just don't care until something comes up and they want to care. So there's right. a rock and a hard spot there. You know, oh, you can't I, I force help upon somebody that doesn't want it. And some of these people just don't want it. They don't care. They want relief from the hell that is their life. It's, no, I, it's murky waters. And, you know, I, I can, don't believe that we should let people go. Like, you, you shouldn't let that innocent life go. That's that's not in me as a person. If I get there and somebody's dying, I'm going to do what I can to save them. Right. Which but, is what we, we would hope that police would do in every instance, even if it's the same guy day after day. That's that, You're an officer of the state. That's, that's what you do. Mm -hmm. Even if it's damn inconvenient... That's that's your purpose. You save lives. That's what you get paid to do. I don't think it's an inconvenience thing. It's not. Um, yeah. In Ohio, you're starting to get some of these poorer towns that are putting out more money in Narcan than they take in from taxes and everything. Like they, they literally can't afford it. And then you have to take in the mental toll that it – that it puts on these first responders, police, firefighters, EMTs. There's no right answer. There's, right. Well, there's never going to be a right answer. But, and but, that's the hard part. You're, you're never going to win no matter what we, you choose. Saying we can't afford it, uh, the, you know, the libertarian in me gets that. Well, if we can't afford it, we can't afford it. And that sucks, but that is what it is. That's something entirely different from saying, well, you're just not allowed to carry it because these people made their choices and they just need to die. 
that those are two totally different things. Um, if, if the, the municipality can't afford the drug to, to save people, that really sucks, but that's, that's different. Um, so I, I just, I, I know the story you're referring to and mm -hmm. I, it's adding to my ever growing list of police grievances that always seems to grow and rarely shrink. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I been to the point for a long time of calling for just universal changes in leadership of law enforcement at every level in every branch of government. It's, it's almost like a time to wipe at least the management slate entirely clean and start over. Well, the problem is you can wipe the management clean all you want, but until the laws that the management's following change. Yes. That I mean, too. that's one of the issues too. That too. It's just, it's it, everywhere I look it, it it's just more and more of, of this, this issue where, it, and it always seems to come from, from the political figures in law enforcement. It's not usually so often the guys who are actually doing the job. This, this idea that I need to take some stand and some effort to be tough. And in the process, I'm missing the entire point of why my job exists. I agree to that. Um, and that, that's the, that's another thing too. Like you only get part of the story from, you know, prominent figures and stuff like that. It, it well, kind of is what it is. You know, there's a lot of guys out there that feel that, you know, even with the toll that it takes on the, the men and women of the, you know, the first responders and stuff that we're still obligated, you know, and as a decent human being, you're, you're kind of obligated, you know? Right. And it, it's just, the little like when when you hear that your department has all of these incidents of like there are certain police departments that have a big issue with why are our police shooting statistics so biased in one way or another well instead of immediately getting on the news camera and, and attacking the people who are raising this question leadership in law enforcement should be asking that's a good question why is that let's find out uh, but but there's this this mantra that it, among the leadership again I was at to qualify this right I'm talking about the political figures is that uh, I'm here to serve my organization and and the people who work in this organization instead of I work for the public good and I think that the guy in Ohio that you're referring to is just another in a long line of examples of just that. Uh, that it's it's this political posturing from law enforcement. We we could do a whole show on my my beef with government, but uh, I'll have to wait really? till David Riley's around to make that more entertaining. Huh. All right, I'm catching some flack for bringing off the masonry subject, so I'm going to return it to uh, to masonry now. Mm. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you don't have to. We, we, we did get a little sidetracked there. This is the After Lodge podcast, yes, not the During Lodge podcast. Plus, let's face it, there's only so much stuff in Masonry to talk about without going on these tangents. I will just thought my opinion on the, the Narcan and the drug addiction is I've seen it both from the first responder and the receiver side. And Wait, I think Narcan? it's hard. No, 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 no. The oh, receiver, okay. like, receiving the patients. And I think it's worse in that stage because eventually some of them do go. And after a while, you know, you get used to seeing the same guy 
every, every week, day. every Friday or every other day, over mm-hmm. and over and over, like you know them on a first name basis, which is yeah usually not what you get into with my line of work. Yeah, and then they come in that one time and they didn't make it. It sucks, but he made his choice. Well, but more importantly than than his choice is that you know we and I say we like as a society in your case uh, with with the hospital you know we tried as long as we can say that I can live with the outcome. It, it's it's when the, the we don't try part comes in that that I have an issue. I, I get that drugs are, are horrible. Um, every pro bono case I I have to handle I get handed to it. And half the time, I, I'm overwhelmed with, with pity for what's taken hold of the guy I'm talking to, uh, that he's gotten into trouble. And so I understand that. And I realized, like, this happened with my first one, right? I got the guy acquitted. He's now in prison again. But at least I know I tried, right? I, I got him the second chance. And so I can live with that. Like, yeah, it sucks he's in prison, but I don't lose sleep over it. Uh, because society in my case through the public defender's office you know we, we, we made an effort um and that's that's all i think we can ask of ourselves <clears throat> but we're not doing that when somebody says well we're just not going to carry the drug to save people because they need to stop making bad choices that's that's highly dumb but not because we don't have the money to support their habit right. anymore that, that's different. If you don't have the money, you don't have the money. But I, I don't think that's the case in Ohio. I think that's just a law enforcement politician um, trying to look tough on an issue. Well, even in my town, though, you know, you got to factor in just how much money are you spending long term? Is it financially feasible? Like right now, in, my, in the town I live in, the EMS agency is short staffed because they've had people quit because they can't deal with seeing the same drug addicts over and over and they're mm-hmm. the number of runs that they're making the number of od runs they're making is dramatically gone up because yeah. of various laws that have been passed to make it harder to get a hold of meth ingredients or opioid drugs so heroin is the big uh comeback drug oh and i I get that, and we should be looking at trying to find other ways to solve the problem. And again, if if it's not financially feasible, we, we can't do it, uh, the, the Narcan thing. But there's other things we can do, but that list of things shouldn't include, well, we're just going to let them die because, you know. They well, then you somebody there. made a great argument to me the other day. It, why is it okay to support these people that are drug addicts that made these choices to do the things that they do? But then why can't we support people with cancer? Why is it the people with cancer that have no control over the cancer that they have? Why is it okay for them to die and have to put up their houses and their life savings? Why is it okay? Why don't we pay for their stuff? They didn't put themselves in that situation. Oh. Well, don't get me wrong. Uh, again, with the libertarian in me, right? I'm not saying that after you render that person help that they shouldn't be expected to pay for it. I, I understand in this case they can't, right? They generally, <laughs> that point in an addiction, you're not going to have the money. Um, but in our society, we also don't, well, we, we try not to 
um, let somebody die of something that's not their fault either just because they can't afford it. But we do have an expectation if you do have the resources, right, that, that you have to. I'm not saying that's the way things should be, but we have this expectation that if you can pay, you should. Um, maybe that'll get solved when our insurance industry finally collapses and we do something else. Um, I, I don't claim to have the answers, and, and that's not what I was driving at in Congress. I don't think there Ohio. is an answer, honestly. Right. What There's I was not. driving at in Ohio is what, what that guy's doing is not the answer, nor is it morally or socially or in any other way correct. And I'll co-sign to that. It's just being an ass. Is, is and what it is. on that note, glad we could... The IRC it. wants us to change topics. <clears throat> oh, come on. <laughs> All right, fine. On that Wait, note, we shall move to... Why do they get to run the show? Because the IRC runs everything. So we had a... Uh, we got somebody that's going to deploy flying dildos to break something up on the IRC. So I don't know how much faith we can put in the IRC right now. I'm pretty sure the flying dildo threat was at this conversation. Oh, is that right? <laughs> just because uh, overdosing doesn't affect them directly doesn't mean oh we can't talk God. about it. Sorry, I'm just now reading the buffer on the IRC channel <laughs> that I had been ignoring. What hath God wrought? <laughs> oh yeah, you didn't see Brother Tom and Comp Comp Conk K O N P. How do you pronounce that? Conk. The K is silent. Oh. Knights of the North, something I don't know. Well, they went on a whole Manly P Hall. Tangent. Yeah, they were trying to bait me into that earlier. That's why I minimized the window so I could focus. <laughs> on it. Well, it looks like. Looks like they started using capital letters. I mean. Oof. Yeah. Bro, somebody's desperate. King of no pants. Caps lock. Oh, All that's right. what it means. Well, if nobody wants to uh, to engage in my social commentaries, then um, I don't know. Perhaps we should uh, talk about fried chicken and pancake recipes. That's my masonry. So we could talk about, uh, we had Chuck Dunning down here this weekend. Oh, yes. You were supposed to talk about that earlier. Yeah, I tried to like 10 times. How'd that go? That was Chuck. <laughs> I don't remember hearing this come up 10 times. It's because yeah, y'all no. people kept arguing about some. Me neither. Anyway. Narcan! Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. So anyway, so he came down here for a guided meditation on uh, meditation and contemplation. And it, he actually spoke about some things that with masonry that I can't, I absolutely can't share here. They were really, really secret, but I walked away. I was like, how, how can nobody mention that? And so I went back and I brought it to Bongo Zim and Scoss and David Riley. And they're all like, yeah, everybody knows that. And I was like, nobody knows that. And it was a way to tie in something that occurs during one of our degrees with, Eastern mysticism. Later? Yeah, uh, you you definitely should have known that, Nick. I'm not really sure how you got raised. Did wait? Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I have no okay. clue. <laughs> but we'll talk about it later. I was about to say, uh, how are you following this? Because I have no <laughs> idea what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. Can, I, can I get a private message later? Yeah. Maybe. So it was honestly, know. it was honestly really cool. Uh, the guided meditation was awesome. Uh, he does. He flies out to different lodges and he sells his book, which all 
uh, all the proceeds go to the Gun Three Scottish Rite, right. yes. yeah, Restoration Fund or something. He's a super amazing guy. We had such a great time, but spending all weekend with him and David Riley, like Sunday night, I just got home and I was like, "Babe, I I just need like six hours of silence." Like the things they talk about are on such a high level <laughs> like we were at a restaurant and the waitress comes over and she hears some of this and she's like i don't i don't know i don't know what you're talking i'm just gonna go don't worry about it <laughs> <laughs> like no charge or anything I, i'm just gonna go and i'm there like i have no idea and they're like well actually if you read the document from 1497 it clearly says that da 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 and then the other one's like, well, actually, my brother, if you look at the document from 1312, it says, uh, and you're just like, dude, I don't, I have, I have, I have no idea. I have no idea. Just soak it That's in. That's good. Uh, you had to I think that no means you're in the right room. Soak it in. And then in 20 years, there'll be another young pup running around your lodge and you can just spit back out that stuff. Yeah. And then they'll be like, oh my God, Nick is just on such a higher level. <laughs> But it was actually – the meditation was awesome. We had a great turnout. Um, he's a super amazing person just to hang out with. Such a great soul. And, yep. yeah, every lodge should have him out there. It was just awesome. Yeah, I've been working on it. Unfortunately, our lodge is uh, having a bit of an issue with some other expenses right now. So, um, But we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, for anybody listening, um, basic just room and flight – and let him sell his books. He sold 25 books, which was really super cool. Um, yeah, and it was just, like I said, just such a great time, but my brain still hurts. Grand. Okay. Well, uh, Chris, do you have any um, anything else that you've always wanted to... Uh, to push on the after lodge podcast now that you're here uh before we start wrapping the evening up no i'm just really happy to be here man it's, uh, <laughs> i've loved this show since i first found it i uh oh how do i get a hold of those first 30 you know episodes or whatever it was that are unedited and stuff like that that's what i want to push <laughs> i've been well, asking that. for those for about eight months now i've been promised oh, so them twice I, and still haven't heard first them day i binged i've been waiting now i know some of them got released those later and they were edited and stuff like secret that. i want to so, get my grip my grubby little paws on them bad boys that was a real so, reason you wanted to come on isn't it chris <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's on to me as soon as I can find a way to effectively guarantee that those only remain in the possession of people we disclose them to, we just, something like that. Can we that. sign a disclosure type of agreement or something? I mean, you're a lawyer. Figure it yeah, out. What do I got to sign? So I'll sign my dirty little life away. You know, I don't we, care. We, we've discussed some ideas. What I can assure you is that uh, the content of those first few months of the show are probably fucking hilarious yes so they, they are that and mm -hmm. not much else i bet like, like, they're also that yes they're they're hilarious and that's about it there's no no value in listening to them whatsoever listen 
I'm I'm not caring about value here, Harlan. I've yeah, been here for 170 fucking episodes now, and I don't care. <laughs> I want to hear those first 30. Got it. I mean, you've you've invested several weeks of your life at this point. Uh, yes, I've, I've I, I catch this a lot. Um, I mean, Harlan, I'm well invested. Let's be fair here, Harlan. If he now. hasn't realized by now what a fool's errand he's on. Let's let's find a way to, to to get them the episodes, I guess. Shit. Listen, I'm here and I'm not going anywhere, man. Of all the podcasts that I've listened to, like over time they fade away. They hey, really the do. This is the only one day after day. <laughs> Nick, I don't want to hear it. Yours is still kind of fresh. You're what, episode like twelve or something like that. So hey, you come back in three years. Well, you know, but we're a little established here. You know, I'm committed to this. I'm balls deep in this thing. Right? It's, you know, <laughs> and there's a commitment That's level, a, you know, no. it's like, it's like doing drugs, you know, there's, there's a very short hand for Harlan in the after lodge. Harlan short list of men who've ever said that to me. Harlan, he is um, balls deep inside of you. Yes. <laughs> short list of men. Um, yeah. Hey, I binged the show and then said, fuck it. I'm just joining the lodge. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I, right I think Chris Jeff I think, had you beat. He's so desperate for the shows. He joined our lodge. Yeah. That, what what, what, what uh, are you, sir? It was what uh maybe a month and a half between my first visit. I started listening to the show that night. Oh, I yeah, petitioned so. at the last meeting in December. Yeah, it's actually funny so. how Jeff came to run into us. So we did a uh we did a meetup with uh, some of the guys who are listeners to the show that got on Reddit and mentioned they were going to be in our area. Um, so we arranged like this meetup out at, uh, I don't remember what, it was some fried chicken joint, I think. Anyway, yeah. uh, we were out there. We, we met a bunch of guys. Somebody was pushing it around Reddit that we were going to be there. And so Jeff said, oh, there's some Masons from Reddit that are going to be at this restaurant. So he showed up had no clue what the after lodge podcast was or, or what he just, there were, there was a Mason meetup. Well, I knew about, the, I knew what, I knew the after lodge podcast existed, but that was about it. And actually I, I would have known about the meetup cause I hadn't paid attention to Reddit in a while, but uh, dumbfounded actually uh, messaged me directly to let me know about it. Cause he knew I was in that area. Yep. So then when we left there, a bunch of us, uh, we had lodge that night. So a bunch of us were going over to our lodge and Jeff came with us and that's, that's where the bromance started. That and... Putting his balls in you. <laughs> no. no, that's Chris. That's Chris. <laughs> Jeff hasn't earned that privilege yet. And after that, uh, y'all will never forget me. Oh. <laughs> I, uh, I will, so, uh, yeah, I forgot what I was going to say. Never mind. <laughs> anyway, um, no, Chris, it, it was great to have you, man. We, uh, we always love having, uh, fans of the show on, uh, especially guys from IRC or Reddit that we actually communicate with. Uh, and, well, I try to communicate, but it's a little slow, which is where Nick comes in. Thank you, Nick. Just yes. throwing that out there. So, uh, as I've I've been belly aching about <laughs> on the show since about February or March, 
Actually, it was it was February, late February. It was right after my my son was born. Um, things. Oh, see, now that's crazy. that's excusable, Harlan. I remember those times, and that's excusable. You had a kid, you know, and then this past this past week, you know, dog died. I understand that. We're, it's, I'm, it's, not gonna, I'm not I'm not going to question any of that stuff. Uh, but we we do have Nick here to remind us when it's like, hey guys, it's been three weeks. You ain't done a show. Yeah. Can I can I, can I have your trademark? And then <laughs> real. Why don't you let him edit or something? I always hear like, oh, it's an editing issue. And then I, I hear Nick like, oh, I'm not do. doing anything right now. So, I could do so it. Episode 169, I put all the files out there and then nothing you, happened. Where, I you, did it? you didn't tell me. It. Oh, you are a liar, sir. Get on the Google Drive right now, sir. There's an MP4 and the intro Uh-oh. thing. Uh-oh. Oh. Yeah, but did you tell me there's something in there? We were talking. Bruce was in the group chat where we were talking about it. But did you say, hey, Nick, I put some files in there. If you want to edit them, go ahead. Did you say that? I didn't say it in those words. So I, you I just sent me was... a file that said After Lodge, and that's it. Maybe we should write a file. All right. Mm. So I was trying to find some way to actually <laughs> share the Creator Studio with you in YouTube, and apparently there's no way to do that. That's so dumb. Which is really weird because I'd have to imagine that most of the popular YouTube channels have more than like one admin. Yeah. They have to. Right. But there's, I can't find any way to do it. I couldn't find it and either. I was looking. Short of like sharing my Gmail credentials with you, which I'm not doing. Um, so we'll, we'll find a better way to do this. But I will definitely, and I told you this before, I, I'm definitely not going to say no to the help with editing. No, it's I know. probably the most time-consuming part of this show, outside of recording it, of course. Oh. Well, sometimes it takes longer to get it put up than it does to record it. Which is so weird because when we edit three distinct knocks, that's three distinct knocks dot org. Um, <laughs> it only takes shameless like, plug. <laughs> to what our podcast three distinct knocks dot org available on YouTube and iTunes and what's Google the uh, what's the website for that, Nick? Three distinct knocks. <laughs> oh, come on, you can't even that, say it. Keep running up that bill, buddy. <laughs> trying to help you out here. Just for shits and giggles, you should edit it out every time he mentions it before you release. <laughs> <laughs> and also another thing, Nick, with why it takes a while is like this show. I just gave up on the f bombs because, well, forget it. Um, but we don't say it that much. Yeah, I know. And I, if it's light like that, I let it go. But if there's nothing that really needs to be clipped around, it, it it's not that intensive. Um, it's when there's a bunch of stuff that has to be clipped around or when someone says, hey, there was something that I missed and then I have to listen very closely to the entire show, sometimes twice, to find what it was they were talking about. Um or if I'm trying to hunt it down, like they're like, well, it was around half an hour. Uh, Tony gave away your home address and social security number. <laughs> and then you're like, well, <sighs> and then you're like listening over the same like 10 minute segment eight times before you realize, no, he never said that. And then <laughs> that that's the stuff that takes time. The actual, you know, ripping the audio and putting the bookends on, compressing it. That doesn't take too long. Oh, in the show notes, like tonight when I was too engaged in the conversation to take good notes, now I have to like clip through the episode to find the things that go in the show notes. 
You know, I hear a bunch of excuses, but I don't hear any solutions, that's, that's Harlan. The solution? You just heard the solution. Nick's going to do it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. There you um, go, Nick. You got your wish, man. I went to bat for you, buddy. Th- 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 thanks, Chris. Hey, just, uh, <laughs> just, just don't. Don't pull any of your apron washing stunts on my podcast. Oh, <laughs> got him! Watch, you're gonna listen. You're gonna listen to the podcast like six months from now, and just realize I, quote unquote, accidentally put three distinct knocks on there. Oh, did I post all the three distinct knocks? <laughs> That's so strange. You know, if if you three were knocks.org. if you were <laughs> all right, you've said it forty-seven times now. I think they get it, Nick. Yeah. Canada Dry 10 didn't get that much air time. <laughs> right? They were paying us. I mean, it was Canadian money, but still. Yeah. So, wait, did you, were, you disclose to your listeners that you were sponsored by them? That's by the law. Yes. Yeah, but it's Canadian law. We don't care. Right? Agency law. Yeah. <laughs> so, so if you, if you really wanted to, to rip off the podcast, Nick, you would find those weeks where we don't publish a show. And then call your show After Lodge episode whatever and put it at like afterlodge.org or something and just rip off the brand recognition, right? Like that's mm. that's the way to do it. And if you do that enough times at the rate we've been going, in a year, nobody will know which one of us is legit. <laughs> that, that's kind of true. That's really true right about now. Like he's telling you what to do, Nick. That's And you've I mean, been regular enough on this show, nobody would know the difference. Nick's on both of them exactly, and I barely talk, so that's most of it right there. Do you? I mean, yep. you talk. You don't. You don't think you talk? I've yeah. had to pick up the slack a little bit. Harlan Jeff, can only talk so much. And Jeff will just go down to Florida and join your lodge, and then be on your show, and then I'm not moving to Florida because he wants to hear the secret episodes. Excuse me, I am a Massachusetts citizen. Please, I am not moving to Massachusetts. Uh, yeah, to be honest, I don't think you want to be there. He's happy right here in Pennsylvania. Yes. Western Pennsylvania. That's why I moved back to Pennsylvania, so I could be closer to y'all. Well, you, you Because that's where off. you thought we were. Now it all makes sense. He Actually, thought we were in Pennsylvania, so we moved to Pennsylvania. It's probably <laughs> only about a, what, a, a nine-ish hour drive from your end of Pennsylvania to ours? Great. Yeah, that's too bad. For it. It's a big state. I'm sorry. It's a big... I don't even think it's that much, Harlan. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, there you go. You should uh, you know, make a trip of it. Oh, I will. Um, Some point in time. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to travel so, in apron, and I'm going to be out there. That's what I wanted. Make sure it's not pink. Uh, I, I wanted... <laughs> no, my, my apron don't get washed. That thing's leather. I, I wanted Jeff to, to verify the After Lodge shenanigans uh, now that he's actually there for the after Lodge, for which the show was named. One of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's um, see. What time did we leave Saturday? Uh, I don't even remember. It was after 3 o'clock because I, yeah. it Good ended with uh, Tony going, oh, it's after 3 o'clock. Granted, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't so much shenanigany this week. but No, but... We I stayed we, probably two and a half hours after Lodge ended, and there were still at least a dozen people there when right. I left. And that's part of why we were there so late because we can't do anything fun until Bruce leaves. And right. That's, that's why I have to leave early. <laughs> yeah. For passive um, thumbs.net. <laughs> yeah. We have a, uh, 
we have a good time after lodge and that's really uh all we want to do with the podcast is encourage other brothers to do this kind of nonsense on their own after lodge with or without a microphone and a podcast uh at least until the time when i can talk david riley and company into paying me for the trademark rights in which case i'm out and the show will continue on with them <laughs> i think we'll do just fine <laughs> but i got student loans to pay buddy so seriously let's uh get your backers together and let's talk but i thought i thought libertarians didn't believe in paying back student loans where do you read this stuff? <laughs> the internet. It's on the internet. It's got to be true. Exactly. Fiscal responsibility, man. I borrowed the money as ill-advised as it may have been for me to do that. I did it. I have you to pay, pay it back. back. Harlan, will you please bring these shenanigans to an end? I don't want to, but yeah, okay. Oh, man. Uh, all right, well. Uh, the master has called an end to... He just dropped the gavel on me in front of all my friends. Harlan, can I plug my lodge to say hi to the guys? Because I told oh, the yeah. master I'm going to be on here and make them listen. Absolutely. Yeah, do your thing. All right, so uh, I just wanted to give a shout-out to Milton C. Marvin, number 123, and say hello to the brothers since I haven't seen you all in a while. And uh, I hope everybody's doing good. Thanks, Harlan. Yeah, well... Thanks again, Chris, for joining us, and uh, Nick and Cartman, as always. Yeah. Chris, thanks for coming on. Hopefully, the Cartman we'll thing's not as funny when Tony's not here. Thanks, guys. I have, I have no authority time. to respect anymore. Yep. You're, uh, you're welcome back anytime, of course, and uh, that'll be the end of our post-Amazon Prime Week podcast. Just had to wait for manufactured holidays. <laughs> yes. You can find the show notes for this or any previously published episode at www.afterlodge.com. You can apparently still find us on Facebook or Twitter at After Lodge, but uh, we're, yeah, we're kind of. working the logistics of that out. You should just us email at afterlodge at gmail.com. Um, hang out with us on IRC at irc.snoonet.org where you can find the link to the show where it's live broadcast if you want to see us in person you probably don't but it's novel uh, and of course the best place to find us is on the Freemasonry and After Lodge subreddits if you're not on Reddit you're really missing out get on Reddit and until next week brothers we'll see you on the other side later yeah. Yeah. Watch the ground giving way
wanna fall, why?